you're filling the roster, okay? Let's get that really clear. Let's put it in all capital letters, old face, and underline it, and then scrape it across the trees of Mount Washington so that everyone can see it. They're filling the roster. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning to you. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Ben Charrington signed another pitcher. His name is Martin Perez. He's spent the bulk of his career with the Rangers, including just now when they won their first ever World Series championship. His statistics kind of follow the pattern of someone who's on a really, really winning team, meaning that he went 10-4 and with a 4.45 ERA. He also split some time between the rotation and the bullpen. He made 20 starts, 15 relief appearances. He was an all-star in 2022. He was outstanding, 2.89 ERA, almost 200 innings. That's the pitcher you would hope. Hope. Notice the word hope? Okay, good, because it's going to become a theme here that the Pirates can rediscover and turn back into that. The contract is one year for $8 million, exactly, by the way, the terms that the Pirates reached with Rich Hill a year ago, another older lefty. Perez isn't quite that old. He's 32. Hill is 76. But the pattern is in place. The pattern began, really, with the unusual acquisition of Marco Gonzalez from the Braves. The Braves got Gonzalez in midseason, hoping to help their stretch drive from the Mariners. They took a big chunk of his original $12.5 million salary off of their books, left it on Seattle's books. The Braves then moved Gonzalez to the Pirates this offseason. The Pirates are left with something in the range of 2 and a half to $3 million. And that is if Gonzalez can overcome a nerve injury. Nerve injuries are very, very rarely overcome in baseball. And in the majors, it's... Close to infinitesimal. But they're hoping, they hope, there it is again, that Gonzalez can be somehow healed and set the new standard for how these procedures can help a pitcher proceed, continue his career. And within that, you now have both Perez and Gonzalez who the Pirates hope will be able to be set right as pitchers by Oscar Marine. Have you had enough hope yet in this discussion? That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. If anybody thinks that the next move that the Pirates make, if you add up your actual starting pitchers, you know, not openers, not gimmicky guys, actual starting pitchers, you now have Mitch Keller, 
these two guys and however many innings you could reasonably expect to get out of Paul Skeens, who will be pitching, as Derek Shelton very fairly pointed out at the winter meetings, on five days rest for the first time in his life, on six days rest, even if you do that with him for the first time in his life. It's not as simple as saying, here you are at LSU, kid. Now you're going to the majors because you can throw 102 miles an hour and get college hitters out. He has a world of talent. He has a world of potential. But, you know, this is the franchise, the official franchise of Tommy John. And the last thing you want to be doing, you would think, after completely blowing it with both Johan Oviedo and even the catcher, Andy Rodriguez, mismanaging both of them into Tommy John. Now you have Skeens coming. So how many starting pitchers am I up to now? I'm up to 3.6, if we count Skeens as that in terms of innings. Is that fair? 3.6? Let's say 3.5 just to be safe. Wait, no. Let, let's do 3.2 because of Gonzalez's nerve issue. All right? We're down to 3.2 starters now. What would make anyone think that after getting these two pitchers that Charrington has this master plan to get one or two really good arms? What would make anyone think that after Charrington picked up Rowdy Telez and a couple other outfielders that nobody knows anything about, neither of whom would be, by even the most fervent optimist within the organization, classified as an everyday player, what would make anyone think that, yeah, the big move is still coming? No. No. First base is going to be Telez platooning with, I don't know, Connor Joe, Jared Triolo. The outfield is going to be one of those two guys they just picked up and Josh Palacios or something to that effect. That's it. That's it. I don't know what else anyone would be waiting on when you see the pattern that's in place. And as I elaborated on with yesterday's episode, you don't see even the tangential pursuit of the guys that are in the upper echelon of the Royals slash Reds, for lack of a better way to describe it. It's an unserious business until proven otherwise, and it's been a long while since it's been proven otherwise. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Tim, who says, Why the anger from everyone? Is there a particular starting pitcher that was signed somewhere else that you or anyone specifically wanted? Did you want Michael Waka for $16 million or Jack Flaherty for $14 million? Or is it that you just want the Pirates to spend millions of dollars and you don't care who it's on? I'm being serious. All right, Tim, I'll give you an answer right back. But I'm only going to be speaking for myself, not the big, broader everybody that you seem to be addressing there. In my own view, I have no problem whatsoever being patient between now and the middle of February for the Pirates to address all of their various needs. They still can. If you've looked at the overall free agent market, like three quarters of it is still sitting out there. And they can still go and be active and aggressive. I feel, however, that at this point, almost at Christmas, we would have seen, heard, read, even felt if they'd be taking that posture in any direction. And they aren't. The Pirates don't come up in any conversation regarding any player. And unlike the trade deadline, and from here I can speak with experience, reporters do find these things out. When it comes to trades, it's GM communicating directly with GM. Only two people on the planet have to know about a given trade before it gets pulled off. Really, really easy to keep a secret. And if you go back over the Pirates' own history over the past couple decades, you'll see that most of their trades hit everyone like a ton of rocks. Not so with free agency. Everybody knows. You know why? Because agents know. And agents communicate with each other. Not always, but occasionally. So I have found in my own past, in dealing with agents, that I can ask them about a certain player that they don't represent, and they'll say, oh yeah, that guy is getting feels from this team, this team, and this team. And you'll be able to put something together because you talk to another agent and you'll find that that cross-references and it seems that much more reasonable. Agents, as part of their job, have to build up a market for their player. The more they can share about which teams are in the mix, the better that market is. Stands to reason, right? The more they keep it a secret the more damage they do to their client's potential price. And the Pirates don't come up anywhere. Anywhere. That's not because Ben Charrington's doing an awesome job of keeping it hush-hush. It's because it's not happening. So if you want to throw examples this way and say Waka and Flaherty and whoever else, there have been a handful. 
and say, why, you know, wh- who out of those guys did you want for that price? I've got two responses for you. One is the one that I just gave you, which is it would be nice if they were at least in on something. So you'd have some inclination that they're interested in getting better. Two, dude, the prices for those pictures that you cited, that's market rate. You might not like it because that's not what players or athletes were making 10, 20, 30 years ago. But that's just the price of gas. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. That's what they cost. If you want to wait around until they all come down to what you think they should cost, you'll be waiting around with a big bag of Bailey Falters. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 